Aigilis, desiderio desiderati hoc pasca, manducare vobiscum, ante quam patiare. And he said to them, with desire, I have desired to eat this pasca with you before I suffer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Brother Ricardo, the liturgical providence of God never fails to give us exactly what is needed at the opportune moment. And so today, as you prepare for your reception of the Holy Habit tomorrow and the beginning of the next stage in your monastic journey, your novitiate, we listen with attentive ears to what our Lord is saying to you, to you and to us. On this feast of Jesus Christ, eternal High Priest, we are given already a revelation of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, tomorrow of course being the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And it is this feast that will for years and years to come, until you are an old monk, recall your reception of the Holy Habit. St. Luke recounts that after Jesus had reclined with the Twelve Apostles at table in the Cenacle, he said to them, I should like to render this expression of St. Luke in other words. He said to them, he opened his heart to them. St. John, of course, gives us, in the discourse of the Last Supper, the fullest account of this opening of the heart of Jesus to the Apostles. And for this reason, we try to read the discourse of our Lord at the Last Supper every Thursday, lingering in a special way over the 17th chapter of St. John, our Lord's high priestly prayer. So in some way, what St. Luke recounts in today's Gospel must be completed by our listening to, by our taking to heart of the priestly prayer of Jesus, in the 17th chapter of the fourth gospel. So rather than use St. Luke's expression, and he said to them, I suggest that you might want to hear, and he opened his heart to them. And what did he say? Desiderio desiderati, hoc pasca manducare vobiscum, with desire, have I desired to eat this pasch with you? It's very 
interesting, remarkable, that this very phrase was taken as the antiphon for the psalmody at Terse. In the church's disposition of the liturgical day, Holy Mass is always preceded by the hour of Terse, and very often Terse provides us with a light that leads us more deeply into the mystery of the Holy Sacrifice. And so today, uh, we prayed in the Antiphon at Terse, with desire, have I desired, to eat this pass with you before I suffer. But I should like to focus on this desiring with desire of which our Lord speaks. The setting is, as I said, the cynical, the mystical supper, the institution of the Most Holy Eucharist and of the priesthood. And our Lord here is entering into that supreme and sublime expression of his own priesthood. Already in the cenacle, the whole sacrifice is made present in an unbloody manner. The sacrifice that on the following day would be consummated on Calvary in a bloody manner. The same sacrifice that is made present on the altar, again in an unbloody manner, so often as we obey that commandment of the Lord, do ye this in commemoration of me. Our Lord enters upon this, his priesthood, with dare I say it, a kind of enthusiasm. With desire have I desired to make myself priest and victim for you. Now, the monastic life, dear son, is, I think, the encounter of two desires. The desire of God coming towards you and your desire lifting itself towards God. I think this describes the monastic vocation, the encounter of two desires. And yet your desire for God is the fruit of his desire for you. The desire that burns in your heart for God was placed there by God because God is, as one of the mystics said, a stream of living water thirsting to be drunk. That's a marvelous image of God. A stream thirsting to be drunk. And so God, in his thirst for you, planted in you a thirst for him. God, in his desire for you, in his desire to be desired by you, planted in you desire for him. In such wise that the origin of every monastic vocation is in God's desire. This desire that our Lord 
reveals when opening his heart at the Last Supper. He says, with desire have I desired to eat this Pasch with you before I suffer. Pasch referring, of course, to the Most Holy Eucharist, by which Christ unites himself to us, by which we are united to him, and by means of which he makes us with him a single victim offered to the Father. And this is the second little phrase in today's Mass of Jesus Christ, Eternal High Priest, to which I would call your attention. The secret of this Mass, the secret, of course, being that prayer immediately before the preface dialogue, by which the gifts of bread and wine are made over irrevocably to God, being placed on the corporal in view of the holy sacrifice. They are secreted away, reserved for God alone. We have always to, to listen to the secret prayer of the Mass because we are implicated in this action. In the bread placed on the corporal, in the chalice of wine mixed with a drop of water placed on the corporal, we are placed on the corporal, as St. Benedict so clearly understood and showed in his uh, ceremonial for uh, the oblation of a child and the profession of a monk. The link with the altar, and indeed the association with the corporal is hugely important. So we want to attend to the secret of today's Mass. O Lord, may Jesus Christ, our mediator, this secret, of course, speaks of the mediatorship of Christ. That is to say, our Lord Jesus Christ facing the Father and speaking on our behalf, and at the same time our Lord Jesus Christ turning to face us to reveal to us all that the Father would have us know through him. O Lord, may Jesus Christ, our mediator, render these offerings acceptable to thee by presenting them with his own hands. And may he present us with himself as victims agreeable to thee. Et nos una secum hostias tibi gratas exhibeat. And may he present us with himself as victims agreeable to thee. This notion of victimhood holds a preponderant place in the spiritual doctrine of Mother MacTilt, which so informs our life here. What is it, then, to be a victim with Christ? It is to be a man wholly made over to God, a man set apart from all that is profane, from 
any other thing that could possibly give meaning to his life. This is the, the real solitude of the monk corresponds to the solitude of Christ, priest and victim on the cross. So in a very real sense, this setting apart of the bread and wine, this setting apart of a man, St. Augustine speaks of it in the, in the City of God, doesn't he? That when a man is set apart for God alone, he becomes sacrificium. He becomes a sacrificial offering, a victim. And although tomorrow you will be taking a first step towards this being set apart by monastic profession, it is a first step that is hugely important. It is a step away from your former life and a step towards the altar. Know, dear son, that as you prepare yourself today, our prayer surrounds you, envelops you in some way. Listen attentively to the voice of Jesus, opening his heart to you and saying, with desire have I desired to eat this Pasch with you before I suffer. Ask him to intensify in you your desire for him, that you may rise on the wings of a great desire to meet the desire of his heart for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.